independent thought, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Now, let me tell you something. You hear a bunch of crap out there when it comes to uh, what's going on with the Speaker of the House, who will be the Speaker of the House. Oh, my Lord, what could possibly happen? You can hear a lot of stuff like, oh, geez, the Republicans are stupid, and that's just ignorant. And da, 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 da. Look, some of that, eh, it's, it's, there's a bit of that. But when you hear stuff like, oh, it's chaos, it's lunacy, it's... it's This is a colossal embarrassment for Republicans. They come to town taking over the Congress, winning the majority, and they can't even get their their members sworn in. None of the investigations they're talking about can get underway because there are no committees. And think about it. A liberal Democrat got more votes for speaker, not once, not twice, but three times than the Republican choice. It's close. It is. He could only lose four. One, two, three, four. Right now, I think it's 20. 20 that are against Kevin McCarthy. Some of the stuff that they're asking for, I'm like, yeah, it'd be easy. It wouldn't be great. Remove the Speaker of the House much easier. It's one of the things. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. Right? That, that's not a bad thing. Uh, oh, the other thing is more debate on the floor over policy that they're trying to enact and get through. Uh, to me, I find that good. Why? Because for the last several years, it's just been a rubber stamp, rubber stamp, rubber stamp, rubber stamp. Both sides of the aisle, rubber stamp, rubber stamp. Do what I say. Say what I tell you to sit here. You sit there. I tell you who to vote for. You vote for. I tell you what to vote for. You vote for it. You have no say. Your constituents aren't yours. They're mine. You're just the person that gets to push the lever. That's it. Some of those things I don't find to be bad. The problem is the message of the people that are delivering it is all over the place. It's more anti-Kevin McCarthy because he's not part of a certain group of people than anything else. That, to me, is the issue that I have. And that's what makes them look like idiots. Some of the other stuff, yeah, I got I got zero problems. McCarthy jacked the pooch once before. Let's go back. Boehner steps down. McCarthy was in line to be the Speaker of the House. Then he comes out and he says the whole Benghazi thing wasn't about finding out whether or not Americans were killed because of an attack. and that, that, the, It was about taking down Hillary Clinton. And that was a massive gaffe. And then he had another chance to do it. He turned down and said, I'm not the face of it. Now he really, really, really wants it again. He does. This is about McCarthy, who, by the way, has hardly been a paragon of principle throughout his political career. I mean, this is a guy that has, uh, to to, to paraphrase Matt Gaetz, uh, has sold portions of his soul for more than a decade to try to get this this exact job. He's the guy that showed up at Mar-a-Lago a few weeks after the election because he recognized how, how strong the Trump wing of the party was. So for all of that to not be enough tells you a lot about how difficult it's going to be to govern with anyone as the speaker of this Republican majority. Understand this, though, and this is important. They all sell their souls when they want to get into a position like this. Part of building the coalition is, is he a good coalition builder? Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Because that's really what this is. And let me break it down to you and keep it simple, stupid, because it's the best thing that we know how to do here, because we're kind of simple, stupid folk ourselves. Walk into a cafeteria, any 1980s or 1990s movie. New kid looking around. You got the goths over there, right, and the punk rockers. You got the, uh, the, the rich kids. You got the mean girls and popular kids. You got the jocks. You got the weirdos and outcasts, and you have some regular kids. You got to bring all that together. 
There's always that one or, or, or two people in that movie that can kind of go and maneuver in between all of these groups when necessary. That's kind of what this is. Are you popular enough amongst all of these people to go in and to have a conversation and try to get stuff done? Now, it's been 100 years. It's been 100 years. And by the way, it's been 100 years because the reason is in many of these cases, it's never been this close. It's been a long time since it's been this kind of closeness. Getting 218 was easy when you got 275 people, right? You're like, yeah, that's probably easy. When you got 250, when your majority is a slim one at best and you can only lose four, if you had a 40-point lead, right, a 40-seat lead, yeah, I could only lose four. Okay, I don't care. Much different. It's not the worst thing, but the messaging for some is bad. You've got the Gosars of the world and the Bigs of the world and the Gets, who when they talk about the fact that, oh, this guy's been selling his soul, you guys sold your soul too. You guys sold your soul too. Don't forget about that. So let's not forget, many of these people are, are, are looking for something that is more about being popular and getting likes than anything else. This handful of members is um, very clearly looking for notoriety over principle. That's what it is. And anyone who suggests differently is um, in, in some kind of make-believe fantasy reality. And we've talked about it, the celebrity side of things. Very much a real thing. And that's what they're looking for. Now, do I know if Kevin McCarthy's going to be it or not? No. It's a possibility he may not. The only candidate that could win would be a candidate that would be endorsed by Kevin McCarthy. Uh, he really does hold the cards in that sense. He has more support than the supporters against him. He just doesn't have 218 votes. Yeah. So, you know, who's that going to be? That I don't know. It's possible he, he, he jumps away. Yeah, it's possible this thing lasts, you know, somebody, I heard somebody say if this thing lasts weeks, months, years, we don't care. Somehow McCarthy, who has already given so much, uh, can convince a critical mass of those against him to simply vote present instead of voting for somebody else that would bring down the threshold he would need to win. So, and that's how, by the way, Nancy Pelosi, a couple times when there was some challenges to her, she knew she had the enough votes in certain areas. She could get people to vote present instead of against her. So that's how she won. But she also said, I would never have ran had I known I did have the votes. But there were people that went out against her. The difference was the margins at times were so much greater on her side. Losing a few here and there weren't a big deal. Having somebody vote present isn't a big deal if, you know, I got all the 218 I need. The rest of you guys can vote for all you want. Oh, yeah, I could see that. So could go on days, weeks, months. I don't think it will. But it doesn't mean that it's not going to continue to be an issue. And if you're going to come up and you're going to say, I don't like this guy. Why? Uh, go look at my speech from X, Y, and Z. No. Tell me today why you don't like him and why you want somebody else. And give me a reason that's real, not just because. Sound like my child. Because. 323-538-24. 
23 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Happy Wednesday, a little wokeness coming up today. We're going to do that. Talk a little bit about that Idaho uh, alleged killer of those four students. I was telling producer Phil, because he's waiving extradition and uh, it's... It, 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 the whole thing is, again, still creepy and weird. The next step, Brian Koberger will make an appearance in court in Idaho. Four counts of murder and one count of burglary filed against him. Back in Pennsylvania, the teams who helped capture Koberger say they stand ready to help in any way needed. Major Christopher Paris with Pennsylvania State Police. The continuing primary goal is the seeking of justice through successful prosecution and conviction. Once Koberger appears in court in Idaho, then probable cause documents will be released to the public outlining what police knew leading to his arrest. Yeah, so we'll find out more. But I was telling Phil, you know, they keep showing him in the orange jumpsuit with his hands in front of him, you know, and he's got the thing around his waist and it's, it's you know, all of his, uh, uh, you know, shackles on. Man, if you were to go to Central Casting and say, find a guy that looks like they've got the deadest eyes that can look right through you, that is the guy. He looks like, woo. Now, I don't know if he's guilty or not. We're going to find out. You know, they said they've got DNA on him and other stuff, but uh, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting. He's just, he does. He's one of those people you look and go, that guy gives you the heebie-jeebies. He's a heebie-jeebie kind of guy. Three, two, three. 538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, Woke Wednesday. We're going to get woke with a lot of stuff. Uh, update on what's happening with the football player. Uh, plus the crazies. You know, the other night when I tweeted out, you know, something, it, it, it's so funny that there was lots of love for the guy nationwide, but you had to have a narrative about something. We'll touch on that narrative as well. Has this ever happened before? No. Wait, yeah, it has. It's happened on several occasions, right? And and it has. And not because of this. And we'll talk about what this is. Plus, do you do this? Because apparently half of America does. And it involves alone time and a place. Talk about that. 323-538-2423 at Chid Benson Cheryl. Share Twitter. Tweet at me. Text the program. Raycon. Go to buyraycon.com slash Chad. Why, Chad, you say? Because you're going to want to get the best earbuds around. You love premium sound. You love listening to the Chad Benson Show podcast. Thank you so much for doing that. You love great music, and you love your sound quality. But you hate spending hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of dollars, and it doesn't fit right. That's where Raycon comes in. Eight hours of talk time, 32 hours of battery life. These are just the everyday ear pods. You've got several different sound settings you can put it on. The awareness mode, the 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 focus mode. It's incredible. And the price is amazing. But the fit, well, they don't budge, right? So play my golf in it, run around, kick the soccer ball around, play a lot of pickleball now. Guess what? They're in my ears, and they don't budge. Right now, save 15%. Get the best earbuds around. Go to buyraycon.com. Dot com slash chat save an extra 15 percent there to start well under 100 bucks already by raycon.com slash chat by raycon.com slash chat chat benson show welcome to tribal free radio information over affirmation facts over fiction it's ridiculous, and I want you to know that. You call it ridiculous, we call it reality. That's a crock. Real over fake. 
God help us. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! The Chad Benson Show. Fighting truth decay the American way. It's heartbreaking seeing them like that, right? I mean... You know, just the, we were in Pittsburgh watching it on TV and his little brother was there with us. And um, when he seen his brother drop like that, and when I tell you, I never seen him crash, scream like that. Like we were trying to calm him down, like, yo, it's okay. You know, he'll going to get back up. He'll be back in the game. You know, we'll do the woo. Next thing you know, it's 10 minutes later, they're doing chest compressions. It's a half hour later. They still not playing yet. I'm like, yo, what's going on? What's wrong with my nephew? And then like, when I say like, now we were all in the room crying, man, we were all in tears, man. And Damar Hamlin's uncle there talking about what took place. The more you find out about this guy, he's just, he's a good dude. It's what he is. He's, he's, and he's in the community. He's not a big name, but he's, he's an important part of that team. Uh, the Buffalo people of, uh, in the city and the NFL yesterday, all of them changed their Twitter profiles and I guess their Facebook profiles to his number, uh, which is, is, you know, they're, they're, they're coming together. Look, this, this guy's part of our family. Uh, and it is it's great. Apparently, they had to revive him on more than a few occasions. Uh, and and then the question is, of course, oh, you know, it's like, how did this happen? You know, you got you you've got to two extremes. Extreme number one. In this situation, he just collapsed and died. It's because he got the vaccine. Oh, I got plenty of those. But it, I think the worst are the people who jump to conclusions uh, that you know they just. You should just assume all potential possibilities that happened that, you know, what what Dr. Siegel says seems to me the number one possibility, a a harsh blow to the chest that interrupts the rhythm of the heart. I think that's what we saw. Yeah. You know, so it's like I know there are other people out there that immediately go, he collapsed suddenly. He collapsed suddenly. That's the catchphrase for the anti-vaccine movement. Well, you should look into that a little more because most of that stuff has been debunked. Oh, my God. Greg Gutfeld talking about that. Yeah, I got so many of those when it happened. He just dropped dead suddenly. By the way, this has happened for a while where sometimes they miss stuff. Genetic heart failure, things of that nature. But this is nothing new. Twice in the last couple of years has happened in the NHL. Chris Pronger famously, I think at the time he was playing for the St. Louis Blues, took a shot to his chest. and was unconscious for 30 seconds. His heart was all over the place. Went on to have a Hall of Fame career afterwards. But, boom. These things have happened. It's not the first. Doctors say it happens about 15 to 20 times a year. Normally, it is a sport where a a ball or a puck is coming at your chest rather than a hit to your chest. Okay. But these things happen oh no it's he's died from this you know yesterday somebody sent me a video of players collapsing on the look at these healthy people and two of the videos they sent me including one of the one of them uh mark uh vivian foe they're like and they put the date on there as 2021 and i said this is crap no it's not it's real mark vivian foe died on the field in 2003 but you want to prove something right because of oh it, it fits a narrative is is ridiculous the other side of things 
Is it time that we stop playing sports? Shut up. Is it time that we stop playing football? Shut up. Stop that. This was a hit that was in the place that it was right time situation. Meaning if it was a millimeter, one way or another, we're not having conversation. We're talking about the game or whatever. The game's brutal. You can make an argument about the headshots and things of that nature. They're trying to clean it up as best as possible. But the reality is, is we love the sport. We love the competition. And yes, in some ways, we love the brutality. But the jump to conclusions over something like this, are we going to stop playing baseball because the potential of the ball coming back and hitting you A in the head or B in the chest? Stop playing hockey? Soccer? I mean, t- t- tell me, where does it end? That's the extremes that jumped on this, and it's so stupid. Both of you need to go in a room and fight to the death. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. I don't think that's good either. No, I'm just saying. Just so ridiculous. It's because he got a shot. No, no, no. It's because they're playing sports. Shut up, Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I gotta go to the bathroom. There's a word people say, a little phrase. Why? Are you ready for this? New report. Now I know who you are out there, which is most of us. Over half of Americans hide out in the bathroom when they want some much-needed peace and quiet, according to a new survey. (laughs) Oh, the more people in the house, the more frequently it happens, apparently. Parents with kids still living in the house are three times as likely to seek refuge in the bathroom while childless... Single respondents, not so much. Children between ages uh, 3 and 12 stood out as the loudest members of a household, 61%, twice as loud as teenagers, and three times as loud as adults. It's a new survey conducted by one poll. The average person needs between four and five hours alone time a day to feel their best. And sometime the place to do it is the office. Ooh. Yeah. Two and three Americans, 63%, said... Uh, Sound travels relatively easy through their home. 50% frequently hear noises in other parts of the house when they're playing on their phone, making a video call, TV, things of that nature. Appliances, other members of the household, all up around there. So what happens? People need a respite. They go where? To the bathroom. Sarah, go to the loo. Go to the water closet. Why? Because they need peace and quiet. And it's funny, many of the people's surveys aren't really using the bathroom, right? Showering is something that some people like to go in there, right? And pretend they'll turn the shower on, just takes a piece of quiet. You ever stay in the shower a little bit longer? Singing in the shower, by the way, is still very popular. 43% of people 
uh, say uh, they like to sing in the shower. But a lot of people love to go into the bathroom to hide out, to have a respite. Some people go in the garage. Some people go in the bathroom, wherever you can. For me, people ask me, well, I'm in, I'm alone in a room right now by myself, talking to myself. Weird. Yes, indeed. Uh, but I do a lot of that because that's my job. And it's odd because I tell everybody, you know, I was like, I work a ton. As you guys know, I work a lot. I tell you guys this. Uh, I love what I do. This year, some New Year's resolutions are weird. You know, for me, it's eating a little bit healthier, like uh, getting more active in sports. I played soccer, but I don't really kick the ball around anymore like I used to. If, the, if you knew the show, uh, one time I, 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 I toiled in the lower divisions in Europe when I was much younger, uh, a different century. And uh, I still like to kick it. I, I, I like to kick it around once in a great while, but not much anymore. And I golf a lot, but now I'm doing pickleball. I want to be a little bit more active in that sense. And uh, but the other thing is sleep and peace and quiet. The good news is, is the peace and quiet here because my studios I work in a place where we have studios on one side and I have my kind of own studio where it's very quiet for me so I can do that or have a little bit of peace and quiet. But I, I I need that, too. And it's not just about being in the car, although sometimes it is. Just quiet. Don't have anything on. You ever do that? But the bathroom, I could see that, people. I could see that. Absolutely. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. It is a new year. People are doing all kinds of things. They've got resolutions everywhere. you got to be wary of certain things. January brings a rush of resolution makers hoping to drop a few pounds. So who wouldn't get excited to hear fantastic claims of weight loss? 10 pounds a week, 20 pounds a week. Sarah Wetzel of the Better Business Bureau says lights and sirens should be going off in your mind. In reality, you're probably not going to get those results. And watch out for weight loss supplements that start as a free trial, but soon turn into monthly charges on your credit card. Yeah, there's ways of going. If you're going to lose weight, obviously, it's first of all, let's 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 go over a couple things. Losing weight begins in the kitchen getting fit is the gym and working out you put them together and you're going to lose weight and it's going to feel good but that's the reality of it i want the magic drug and for years what is it what's the magic drug well we really haven't had the magic drug until now so if you guys don't know this there is a drug out there now That is, yes, the drug. And Eli Lilly forecasts their new drug is going to hit $50 this year. And these things are flying off the shelves, if you will. You got to get a doctor uh, to do it, but they're expensive. They're super expensive for people. And a lot of them were drugs for to help people regulate insulin and do certain things for diabetes. And they found out they work for weight loss in a tremendous way. So you've got Wachovia, which I think is $1,300 a month. And you got to give yourself shots. It is totally interesting to see the, like the reviews and you get some people's like, Oh, it made me sick to my stomach and stuff. But a lot of people are like, yeah, I didn't do anything. And I lost 45 pounds. And so what these drugs do, though, and these are all FDA approved now, and it's so funny, too, with these drugs, 
because these are people who are like you got people who are never vaxxers. I never faxed. They don't even. They don't even know what that's. Oh my god! And then you're like, "Hey, it's cost thirteen hundred dollars a month, but you're going to drop fifty pounds." Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> Let me give that. Shoot that right in there. You give yourself a shot. What it does is it 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 not only tells your mind, it tells your body you don't want food anymore, and you don't need it. So you're you know you you push things away. You don't think about food. I guess what it does is it also tricks your mind so you're not always thinking about what's my next meal, what's my next meal, and it speeds up your metabolism. And people are dropping weight left, right, and center, and that's why they're going to see a massive amount this year. So you inject it once a week. Causes food to clear from the stomach more slowly, keeping you, you know, mimics in the brain uh, the suppression of hunger and the hormone that says, hey, you need food. So it makes it seem like you're still full. And are you ready? Obese people lost a fifth of their body weight in a 72-week study. Here's the craziness of it. That is 72 weeks, fifth of their body weight with zero exercise. But it's expensive. It is. It's expensive. And then you've got to think about, well, you know, it's... You're losing weight. Why are you losing weight? Is it because you're woke and you're fat phobic and you're being lied to and not bossy positive? Today, what the woke want, the woke get. Every time they refer to me, it's always lady, girl. It's nonstop. We are contributing to our fat phobic society. Someone fat like me, black like me, beautiful like me. No offense, but this isn't about you. So that's why intentional weight loss is fat phobic. Shut your mouth. Who's fat? It's time for Woke Wednesday. It is Wednesday. We get woke on Wednesday. And uh, as we're talking about weight loss, you know, uh, every year we've got the new what's the new it woke thing. Uh, You know, it's the pronouns for years, transgenderism and the insanity that goes with with the activists and the pushing of it, that stuff. And of course, over the last several, you know, you know, months, it's been about body positive. And it's gotten to the absurdness of even to think about losing weight for yourself. is fat phobic. Desirabilities, health, stigma. But at the end of the day, all of those are rooted in fat phobia in different ways. First, desirability. That is kind of the most obvious when it comes to fat phobia. We currently live in a society that uplifts thinness, able-bodiedness, whiteness, cisness, and heterosexuality as the things that are most desirable. And so if you are wanting to lose weight in order to become more desirable, you are upholding a fatphobic beauty standard, as well as, you know, white supremacy and all that jazz. Okay, first of all, I, I just got to say something. Stop with the white supremacy and fatphobic, all right? Let's just let's just get over. Well, yeah, if you want to be healthy and fit, that's uh, uh, you're a fat phobic. What I read the other day, it's like jogging is the new, uh, you know, working out is the new white supremacy. I'm like, so everything is white supremacy. Doesn't matter what it is, kids. Welcome to the woke world. Doesn't matter what it is. Everything is white supremacy. So if being healthy 
and maybe more desirable is something that you long for, you're feeding into a white supremacist society and fat phobia. So next is health. What we know is that weight is not a good indicator of someone's health. And also your health is not an indicator of your worth. You might decide that you have a goal of hiking a particular mountain in your area. Now you would be engaging in different types of movement in order to achieve that goal. You may or may not lose weight in doing that. And in fact, there's lots of fat mountaineers and hikers. Yeah, you know what? Every time I see the pictures on Everest, I'm like, God, look how fat those people are. Body positive. <laughs> I'd be like, look, here's the deal, guys. Uh, you know, I mean, everybody. We, I mean, uh, look, I no doubt last couple of years, you know, uh, and as I told you earlier, I'm working on, uh, you know, meeting better. I mean, I'm in fairly decent shape, but I want to drop weight. There's no doubt about that, especially with COVID and we changed the hours. So I'm working 75 to 80 hours a week and I get very little sleep. My body's always craving food because I'm always working. And one of the big things this year is I like, you know, I found out when, when you go on vacation, right. Uh, and like we just did, we took two weeks off. I lost weight. Why? Cause I was sleeping seven hours a day. I had a regular schedule. I wasn't craving food where I'm getting in at my, my lunch is at 9 a.m. because I've been up for, you know, several hours. And that being said, <laughs> right, we can all lose weight. But if I go hiking with you and you're 400 pounds and we're on Everest, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to look over and go, dude, I'm not carrying you down. I'm not even going to roll you down. I'm just going to leave you here, which is what you're supposed to do anyways. But still, you know, like eh, health the fact that she could say, well, weight isn't a good indicator at health. Yes, it is. That's like saying crack is not a good indicator of whether or not you're an addict. You smoking crack all day isn't a good indicator of whether or not you're healthy and not an addict. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's not good for your body. It's not. These are people that, you know what they are? They're lazy. And they want you to, to give in to them. And just say you're right. You being fat. You being nutritionally overachieving. You being a person of size. Is a wonderful thing. Your joints love it. Your knees love it. Your furniture loves it. It's empowering. You might be facing extreme fat phobia and anti-fat bias in your own life and you have personally mentally hit a wall where you can't deal with it anymore and so you decide to intentionally lose weight. But it's really important that if you still go through with intentional weight loss that you don't sacrifice fat liberation politics because otherwise it's still just fat phobia even if you're doing it for your mental health and accessibility. And by the way, stop saying phobia. How many people are terrified of fat people? Exactly. Enough with this crap. Bunch of crap. God, these people have their heads up their butts. It's hard to do, but it's true. It's just insane. So we have learned today about weight loss, weight loss drugs. And yes, if you lose weight, make sure you do it because it's something you truly choose to do. Not because society says that you're overweight and your doctor says that you're overweight and your health is at risk but because you're choosing to do it in such a way as to what? 
But even if you're doing that, are you contributing to society's evilness about being healthy? Because you being fat may also be healthy. What? Good God. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Twitter, tweet, text. Love hearing from all of you. Ruffgreens.com. Rough greens. What is it? Give it to my dog every single day. It's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and omega-369. It's incredible. It is a supplement that goes on top of my dog's food. We're just talking about uh, weight. So Doodle, my older dog, who's still alive and kicking, he uh, struggled more than a little bit. Struggled a, a lot of bit. He was a little bit plumpier when we got him. And he had uh, he was much older than they said he was. And so he had joint pain. We started giving him this supplement four years ago. We thought we were going to have to put him to sleep for a while because he was so just, just miserable. He's happy. He's healthy. He's lost weight. He's energetic. If your dog struggles with aches and pains, struggles with allergies, digestive problems, very lethargic, give this to your dogs. In fact, try it for free right now. R-U-F-F Greens. That's roughgreens.com slash chat. Go there. Get a bag for free. You cover the cost of shipping. That's all it is that you do. Don't change anything. Just sprinkle this on top of their food. They'll love the taste, and you'll love the benefits. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Serving up talk radio, medium rare, and dripping with irony. It's Chad Benson. We touched on it yesterday. Good job, Percy! When it comes to ranking the 200 greatest singers of all time. Rolling Stone showing plenty of respect to Aretha Franklin, putting her at number one. Whitney Houston at two. Sam Cooke is three. But when it comes to Celine Dion. All by herself. On the outside looking in, not even making the list at all. That leaving Ty Blue, co-author and director of the Celine-centered off-Broadway show Titanic, a bit befuddled. Yeah, I got to be honest. Yesterday I touched on it, and I got a lot of people who who, who tweeted and and you know text at me. You can always text the program three two three five three eight Chad. That you know, look, a lot of you said the same thing. I, I don't not be a fan of Celine, but come on. But Nat King Cole wasn't on there. Nat King Cole. Tony Bennett, not on there. Madonna. Janet Jackson, not on there. I got a little problem with this. I do. But Celine people are pissed. It's not just that she has an incredible otherworldly voice. It's that her songs are literal, like, Olympic events. More from ABC's Chris Connolly. In their list's intro, Rolling Stone noting, this is the greatest singers list, not the greatest voices list. But longtime Selena impersonator Eliza Furr argues... She's not only an amazing technical singer, but she performs with all of her heart and her soul. Yeah, I, I agree. Look, you know, again, uh, not the greatest voices. What would she be on the greatest voices? So how is she not? How is Madonna not on the list? Take away all of that. How's Madonna? Because she doesn't have a great voice. She has a good voice. So she's not a great singer or a great voice? Then how is she and I? I mean, these things are stupid. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And Celine, come on. But Nat King Cole, that's the one I had the biggest problem with. You have put Nat King Cole on there, something's wrong with your list. Something's wrong with your list. When Billie Eilish, when Ronnie James Dio, who I love Dio, when 
Rob Halford, lead singer of Judas Priest, right? Breaking the law, breaking the law, makes the list. And Nat King Cole doesn't. There's the issue I have. Where are my natties out there? Let's get angry. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Twitter, tweet, text. Love hearing from all of you. If you miss any show, grab the podcast. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Who will win? Who will lose? It's the battle of the Speaker of the House. Who will be that Speaker? Will it go on and on for days, years? Maybe we'll never get a Speaker. Maybe we'll get a Speaker. Maybe we just want better Speakers with some subwoofers. It's not that speaker. It's a different speaker. It's a different speaker, guys. It's about the person who runs everything in Congress with the gavel. Come to order! Here's the thing. Debate's good. For the last several sessions, the reality is this is the way it's been. Here's what we're doing. Here's what you guys are going to vote for. Here's how we're doing it. We're not having any debates anymore. Shush! That goes on both sides. So some of the stuff that the the few of the wackadoos on on the the holding outside of voting for Kevin McCarthy want is hey we want a little bit more debate on the floor we want some of this stuff okay fair that's fine I'm good with that we need more of that we need more of you know what I'm here for my constituents I don't want you to rubber stamp everything and tell us this is what we got to do and that basically your constituents are my constituents and they can just take what they get and shut up which is what's happened at times let's not BS okay for a second let's just step back it's kind of the way it's gone in Congress so Kevin McCarthy's out there fighting for his political dream this is his dream he's wanted this gig he jacked the pooch before you know, off the side of the foot into the crowd, not a good punt when he had a chance to to be the hero. And that had to do with the Benghazi thing. And when he was in line for it, he screwed up. And he said, as they put it so eloquently, the quiet part out loud. Oh, you don't say that. Oh, this wasn't about finding out whether or not, uh, you know, our, our, our people were attacked and killed and our ambassador, uh, you know, and why this happened and the failure of the intelligence community. This was about hurting Hillary Clinton. And, and that's what lost him the chance to be speaker before, all the way back in 2015. So here we are now. And now he's at a point where it started out yesterday with like nine. Now it's up to 20. And, and, and that's not good. That is not good. It's not good at all. And I just saw a couple of the, I would say, People say they're moderates. No, they're just Republicans, right? They're conservative Republicans uh, that aren't living in the MAGA world and aren't living in, you know, some other la-la land or whatever, rhino world. This is the regular Republicans are saying, look, Ken McCarthy gives in too much to this group over here, this 5 or 10%, and gives them everything they want. He may get their votes, 
But the other 200 are going to say, no, we're not doing that. We're not giving you that. Who the hell do you think you are? We're not going to let these 12 or 15 people, now it's up to 20, but I think those some of them could be switched back much easier. We're not going to let them dictate what goes on here because they've got a MAGA election denial and all they want to do is just, we're not going to let that happen. The goal should be working for the people of America, which we know is not always what they're there for. It's not. And the battle is real, and it's going to get uglier. And potentially, this this could be a situation where mm, nothing may get done today at all, including we may just take a recess before it starts. Know this. If you were elected in November, you need a Speaker of the House so you could be, as they would say, uh, you know, to sit these people, you need a Speaker of the House. Hadn't happened yet. So those people are sitting there. George Santos sitting there yesterday going, why won't anybody be my friend? I'm the most honest person in the world. Because you're an idiot. That's why. I digress. There's some issues. Part of what is so tricky for Kevin McCarthy is that you don't see a big policy division emerging. It's not like those 19 or 20 who have opposed him are pointing to a specific piece of legislation they want to pass. They're really talking about him as a person, and that makes this very hard. Why is that? Because they want more Trumpy? They want more election? And that's the point where I have an issue with this. To me, if I say, I don't like this direction we're headed okay you don't like this direction you're headed what do you see i think the best route for us is this 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 and this and let me tell you why and here's why many of them are very trumpy but even marjorie taylor green is like nah, 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 nah. you know what enough of this crap when you got marjorie taylor green going you know what i'm gonna say this uh sounds sounds somewhat mature coming from her that, that she's moving in that direction. This is not about prom king. This is not about a pastor. This is about electing a person to sit in the speaker chair so that we can all get to work. And I'm going to tell you, she jokingly said prom king. So much of what a speaker is. Yes, you're going to dictate where we go. It gets to the floor, things that actually votes and stuff. But so much of what it is, too, is trying to build a coalition. And I think one thing, and by the way, the Trumpiest people out there, the Matt Gates is the world, the bigs, the Gosars, these, these, you know, in the weeds kind of people. Uh, Trump is pushing for McCarthy because he's like, look, you know, don't let what took place in November end up taking place here where it becomes an embarrassment. And that's the issue of pushing back to send a message is one thing. Pushing back because you answer like my four-year-old Charlie. I don't want to do that. Why? Because it's stupid and embarrassing after a while. So it's walking the fine line. Some of the stuff about getting a position to remove the speaker easier, I don't have a problem with. Some of it about, how should I say this? Uh, The, you know, bringing stuff to the floor. I'm good with that. It's okay to have pushback once in a while. But when you're going to have pushback, when you're going to want to dictate certain things, make sure you're doing it for a reason that's real. And not just because you're looking to up your game in the world of celebrities, which is the political celebrities. This handful of members is um, 
very clearly looking for notoriety over principle. That's what it is. And anyone who suggests differently is um, in, in, in some kind of make-believe fantasy reality. Yeah. Now, I saw a couple people uh, that made some decent arguments. That are. It's funny. They're voting. One of them, uh, the rep from Florida, uh, he voted the first two times for McCarthy, but then voted for Jim Jordan the third time. So from what I understand, McCarthy's gone out there. And again, this is in the weed politics. We'll do some fun stuff in a little bit. Uh, it's, he's went out there and he said, hey, uh, here are these five guys, you guys and gals, you go make deals for me, see what you can get done and see if you can cut a deal. If you can cut a good deal, great. Potentially that happens today. Potentially it doesn't happen. All that being said, when we sit back and look at this, it's not always bad to have conflict, but if you're going to have some conflict, have a reason and a, and a reality of I'm trying to go from point A to point B. I want you to understand this is why I think we should go this direction and why I oppose this, not just I don't like you because that seems childish. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, and all of the other things. It's Wednesday. We get woke on Wednesday, as you guys know. Uh, it's the right thing to do to talk about the wokeness. We also talk about stuff that really matters, like gas prices. If you drove a long distance over the holidays, you probably saw how busy it was. All those cars on the road showing demand to travel over Christmas and New Year's. That quick spike in demand for gas analysts say caused prices to rise in the past week. The Energy Department reporting the average price of regular unleaded went up 13 cents in the past week to 3.22 a gallon. Every region of the country saw prices go up. Analysts say as demand goes down, now the kids are going back to school and adults to work. Prices should begin to come back down a bit. Yeah, for producer Phil. Phil, what'd you pay this weekend? Three nineteen. What were you paying two weeks ago? Uh, about two eighty five. Yeah, that's about that's where we are. Like uh, it's yesterday uh, or Sunday, I, we put in and it was about three oh nine. And last week there was a couple places that was in the you know the mid twos, uh, but. Demand was one of them. There's no doubt about that. You know, there has been some issues with, you know, because of the weather and how horrible it is. And in, in some certain places, there was some uh, some delays and some of those things were shut down because of the cold. We're going to see it come back down again. Let's see what it looks like again. You know, I mean, are we headed back down that 220, 230, 240 range for some of us? You know, California, you had to back down to 12 bucks a gallon. I don't know how that works out there. <laughs> Northern California, Sacramento, God bless you. I love you. First year I lived in Sacramento, I thought this is where Noah came. And right now they're getting pounded by rain. <laughs> they're showing, they just showed on, uh, I don't know if it was CNN or one of those, you know, slipping around. There's a horse that came out of his barn <laughs> and he looked, it was like he was standing on a boat. And he thought, you know what? I'm not doing this. I don't, I don't know. Oh, no, no. I'm just going to stay here. And we'll see what happens. But huge rain coming in. We look like we're going to get some more rain here in Arizona, which is weird. So one thing I was, I like that we need the rain because we don't have any water here in Arizona. We're at the point now. It's like, ugh, we're going to have to drink our urine. I mean, it's, it's, you know, so this is good. uh, But it sucked during some of my vacation because we, you know, I went golfing one day and it was, I, you know, the kids, like every time we hit a ball, 
it would land and I'd have to go dig it out of the fairway because it was just so soft. So a little bit of rain out here in the West. For those of you out there who don't understand that, uh, because you have 12 feet of snow, I am apologizing that we're bitching. I'm still wearing shorts today. Just want to let you guys know that. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Twitter, tweet, text, love. Hearing from all of you. My pillow. Right now, currently, has Giza Dream Sheets. They're dreamy indeed. Cool, comfortable, smooth, breathable. You will love the way you sleep on these. The best sheets around. Normally, very expensive. Why? Because the cotton's grown special area in the Mediterranean, and it's the only area it's grown. And guess what? Lo and behold, these things, because of the way that MyPillow does this stuff, only $29.98. That's what they start at. Different colors, styles to choose from, and a six-day money-back guarantee. Machine washable. They fit all the time. It's not like you put them on once. You're like, they seem to fit. I'm going to wash these. And then when you go to put them back on, they never fit again. They fit. Right now, take advantage of these deep, deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream Sheets. Go to MyPillow.com, use code Benson on the way out, and you will save big. MyPillow.com, code Benson, MyPillow.com, code Benson. A little watch trending straight ahead, Chad Benson Show. Irreverent? Um, like, yeah. So what? It's the Chad Benson Show. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Grace, Peggy Grace, Trouble in the Suez. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. Leonard, Brass, Nap, Lady Bush, and Lester Vance, Birthday Party, Cheesecake, Jelly Beef, Boom. What's trending? So I know what's trending in the magical world of the interwebs. Things that are trending globally, nationally. Start with Twitter. Number one trending thing, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless battled back and forth. Really got ugly and weird. I'll touch on that a little bit. Uh, Kevin McCarthy. A lot of stuff on in, in, in Twitter sphere of, yes, indeed, uh, the magical world of crazy chaos that is politics. Salesforce, trending as well. They're laying off 10% of their staff. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It's not, not super crazy. Because I, I said it earlier, we'll touch on a little bit later, that the, the places that... I see issues when it comes to workforce reduction, which is usually how you start to bring inflation down and cool down an economy that's over hot is, is, you know, trying to walk the fine balance of, of, you know, the fear of job loss. Well, I think what you're going to see a lot of that stuff is going to come in a position of that middle management white collar area. Oh, oh, head on over to the magical world of Google. It's a Google. No more trending thing right now. Brian Koberger, who's the suspect in the Idaho murders. He was stopped twice during his cross-country trip. There's Phil and I were talking about it earlier, where we uh, said, uh, if you were going to go to Central Cast, and we're like, we need a guy that looks like a serial killer, that has those dead eyes, and they're like, we got a guy for you. And he plays the part well. Again, got to be proven. And we'll find out more because they're going to release some of the 
potential evidence uh, once he's officially arraigned in Idaho. And the media will have a chance to look at that. Kevin McCarthy, number one to anything yesterday. Obviously, 100 years since a speaker wasn't voted in on the first ballot. And we're up to three now. And the battle is still continuing today. Oh, yeah, I could see that. I could see that big time. Yeah, so it's going to be Amber McLaughlin. Who's that? She's the first transgender person to be put to death. Not because she was transgender, but because the former person uh, was a killer. And so uh, yesterday they uh, uh, said, nah, we're not going to do anything. Uh, You're going to pay the price for what you did. Killed a 45-year-old woman November 20th, 2003. And uh, raped and stabbed her to death. So... uh, Executed by lethal injection yesterday. And I saw some of the things. People are like, well, but she's trans. Does it make it okay? You being trans has no, there's no bearing on any of this. You killed a human being, regardless of what you were at the time. Whether you were Amber or Andy. You killed somebody. And this has nothing to do with you being trans, but the some of the people out there, the argument for not executing her, and I'm not a big fan of death penalty because I just don't think it works. It's not a deterrent. I mean, we're talking 20 years later. But the argument some people were throwing out was, yeah, it's trans. Yeah. Would you think there's walking around going, well, that person's trans. We should just execute him? My God. So stupid. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet and text. we got some new words to look out for this year. What are they? We'll talk about that. Some more woke stuff as well. This is the Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Watch some today. Because, you know, as they talk about Hamlin and, and you know, the, the NFL player whose heart stopped on the field when there was a hit and, you know, how dangerous the sports is and, and, you know, you sit back. And and I said this yesterday and I stand by it. And this is not insensitive. This is the reality of it. If he's fine, he's going to play again. How can that be? And again, this is if he's fine. Because if it is a once in a lifetime scenario, he's going to play again. Unless there was so much damage done to his heart or, you know, his brain, what, uh, there's no doubt what, if it was a one off scenario, right? 
Like, you know, it's the chances of being struck by lightning again kind of odds. I have no doubt he would. And, the, you know, uh, Jim Shooter or somebody was interviewing somebody who was a lacrosse player. This happened to him and uh, where he got hit in the chest and his heart stopped and they brought him back and he's playing now. And how could you? And because if it is a once in a lifetime thing, like I said, getting hit by lightning, shark attack, too. It's it's, you know, I mean, how many times have we seen people? It's like they get bit by a shark. They lose their legs or they lose a leg, lose an arm, and they go back in the ocean. How could you? It's the same thing here. If this is a once in a lifetime thing, you got hit in an area that the chances of you running out and doing it over and over and over and over again, hitting and 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 recreating that is virtually nil. To the point where it's like being bitten by a shark again or struck by lightning again. Then, yeah. And this is, again, we don't know the, you know what kind of damage there was to, to, to his heart. Because he might, you know, as they find out more and release more, there may be more issues that we didn't know about. Genetic, you know issues uh you know and you know whether or not the oxygen or the lack of oxygen to the brain how long did that those things are uh, play into it but if he wakes up tomorrow or today and he's got full use of his extremities and there is no problem and he just you know they want to uh, he wakes up and they eh, want to observe him why wouldn't he play again because unless they tell you dude there's no way you've got weakened rib cage and chest you should never have been playing they should have checked this out if you get touched again you know okay that's one thing but if it's just this was a anomaly a freakish thing yeah i think you'll absolutely play again 323-538-2423 at chad benson shows your twitter tweet at us text the program uh i want to touch on this uh you know we talk all the time about homelessness and 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 so much of what homelessness is, and we talk about unhoused people. There is a difference between unhoused people who are down on their luck, right? Not because of they're addicted to drugs, but because they've had several domino effects in their life that through no fault of their own or maybe some in their doing, but nothing that is, you know, that, that, that rises to the level of, well, they're crackhead junkies. Oh, Chad, how could you, cause I'm being real here. Cause we see those people. We know who those people are. When we get into that and, and it, let's separate the two, you know, the, the, the dad who's working two jobs and he's doing everything, but he's so far behind in life. He's just trying to catch up and he's living in a hotel one day and the next day he's staying in his car and he has no. That is a different scenario than somebody who is living in the world of don't care, smoking weed, doing whatever I want, whenever I want. Looking at you, Portland, who's trying to do some stuff, but check this out. This is disturbing to say the least. And if you're eating something right now, you may want to turn the radio off. 
And before we go any further, a warning, the details of this attack are gruesome and disturbing. Police say it happened overnight at the Cleveland Avenue Max station in Gresham. Police say the suspect, 25-year-old Corin Kramer, attacked a 78-year-old man on this platform and chewed off the victim's ear and part of his face. Police are still investigating if drugs played a role in the attack, but frequent, frequent writers who use this platform say something needs to change. It's a scary place in the morning some days. I've come up with people sleeping half naked and you don't know if they are been attacked. Well, that's no big deal. They're just exercising their freedom and fun, right? This is what happens when you allow liberal policies to get out of control and do whatever the hell they want, whenever the hell they want. This dude's face was eaten off kind of thing. Police were called here just after 2.15 Tuesday morning after witnesses saw someone being attacked and lots of blood on the ground. When law enforcement got here, police say Kramer was still attacking the victim. Detectives say the victim's wounds were so bad they could see part of his skull. This attack comes less than a week after another assault on a Max platform where a young girl was pushed down onto tracks. For some riders, like Sarah Seaborn, they feel TriMet doesn't do enough to keep law-abiding riders safe. Some of us pay to ride the train, you know. Corin Kramer was arrested and charged with second-degree assault. Second-degree assault. Well, they got to charge him with something. I mean, first of all, I love how the guy starts to think, we're not quite sure if drugs or alcohol were involved. So if drugs and alcohol weren't involved, <laughs> and this is like, I don't know why I did. I am so sorry I ate your face. That is not like me. I'm a Normally, I'm just a casual writer here enjoying my day, going downtown or going somewhere to visit a friend. And I looked at you and I thought, man, I am hungry and I could I could just I could eat a face. It's nuts, right? It's nuts. But when I talk about stuff like this, I get the loonies out there who believe that, oh, it's because they're unhoused. This is, this is not every homeless person. Let's differentiate the person sleeping on the street who is addicted to drugs, right? Right? You know what I'm talking about. Who is, I mean, Portland, I, I look at you because you it was once gorgeous city. You know, Seattle, San Francisco, I don't want to talk about it anymore. We know what we're talking about. We have a homeless problem. No, we have a drug problem. We have a mental illness problem. The homeless problem in some areas, elderly people who are being priced out of markets, those things are real. But let's understand the difference between what one is and what one isn't. We have a mental health crackhead junkie problem. And we have a problem in some areas where people can't get to a position right now because the cost of living is outpacing anything they may do. This person who ate somebody's face isn't somebody who's like, dude, I couldn't pay my rent, so I had to eat your face. That's not this person. They're either A, mentally ill, or B, a junkie. Those, those, those are it. Now, the junk could have come first, made the mentally ill. Mentally ill could have used the junk. But let's be real. This was not a person who couldn't pay their rent and had nowhere to stay and was really hungry. So they ate an 80-year-old's face. And when you allow this stuff to go on, 
because you think it's the right thing to do because you want to be caring. You're anything but caring. You're the exact opposite of that. 323-538-24. at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. We'll talk a little bit of uh, some New Year's resolutions. Right? What's going on out there? You a little dry. Was it dry Jan- Jan- January? Is that what they call it? Dry January? Sober January? I don't even know what it's called. Talk a little bit about that. Give you some tips, pointers, on how to get through some of this stuff. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Twitter, Instagram, ruffgreens.com slash chat. Ruffgreens.com slash chat. Greatest thing out there I've done for my dog in, well, forever, especially my dog, Doodle. It's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. It is a supplement. You sprinkle it on top of your dog's food, and voila, your dog's food comes to life. What's inside of it is what is amazing. It's going to help your dog's food be healthier for them, but it's also going to bring out the nutrients and stuff inside of your dog's food because your dog's food is shelf life friendly it's not living healthy friendly because it's meant to live on a shelf more than anything else so that's where rough greens comes in and it is amazing it has helped my dog doodle in ways that has just been tremendous and i know it'll help your dog right now dr dennis black the man who who put this together naturopathic doctor for over a quarter of a century he wants to send you a bag for free it's not going to cost you a penny all you need to do is cover the cost of shipping it's that simple ruffgreens.com slash chad try it today my dogs swear about it, and I think you're going to love the results as well. Roughgreens.com slash chat. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the things. Got a lot of good stuff still to come up. I got some more wokeness as well. If you miss any of the show, any of it, don't be a fool. Grab the podcast. We're all good podcasts are available. Oh, yes. Let's talk a little New Year's resolutions. Chad Benson Show. Welcome to Tribal Free Radio. Information over affirmation. Facts over fiction. It's ridiculous, and I want you to know that. You call it ridiculous, we call it reality. That's a crock. Real over fake. God help us. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. The Chad Benson Show. Fighting truth decay the American way. You made it through the holidays and all the parties, and now you're hearing people talking about dry January. It's really about revisiting our relationship with alcohol. ABC News Chief Medical Correspondent Dr. Jennifer Ashton says she joins millions of people every year who skip drinking for the month. She says it's so easy to lose track of how much you're actually drinking. Five ounces of wine um, is the definition of one serving. It is so easy for women to be over seven servings a week, for men to be over 14 servings a week. Um, if you you know include in that 1.5 ounces of hard alcohol or a 12-ounce beer, you can think you're consuming alcohol to a moderate degree and very, very easily be way over that. And there could be a bunch of benefits from just a month of substituting something like like water or seltzer for alcohol. You can lose weight. Your blood pressure improves. Your skin improves. You sleep better. Your mood improves. That's right, kids. Dry January. We always have to name stuff. We like doing that. But it got me thinking New Year's resolutions, uh, which are a big thing. For me, I I set goals. Uh, I have my journals and my books. You know, uh, I'm really good with the kids, you know, uh, setting goals and things that you want. Uh, for a lot of people, resolutions breaking some of the habits you have, and that's totally understandable. 
Now, let's talk about how you can do those things. Goals, resolutions, all of that stuff. First and foremost, make a Q-based plan, says one researcher. That's right. Q. What do you mean? Well, just as cues tell Broadway stars when to step on the stage, research have shown that adding a cue to your plan helps you remember when to act. Okay? Cue. Don't drink. Don't eat the donut. Don't do that. Number two, consider a penalty clause. All right? And so maybe this sounds like, as they say, this sounds sinister. I don't think it's so much sinister as it is you're holding yourself accountable, and like anything. So when I played sports, right, we had, you know, there was a, there was a, you screwed up, right? You're going to give me 50 push-ups. You're going to do something like that. So you, you, you're, you're training your brain to do something. One easy way to do this is by telling a few people about your goals so you feel ashamed if they check back later. And again, it's not about shaming you. It's about holding yourself somewhat accountable. Number three, make it fun, they say. Most of us, they say, strive for efficiency when it comes to achieving your goals. So if you want to get fit, Figure uh, a punishing workout, so you want that, there will be a thing to produce rapid progress, but you also want something that you're going to enjoy doing. For me this year, uh, we're doing pickleball, right? Because I don't really play soccer anymore. I go out and juggle the ball every once in a while, and I'll kick it around. But uh, for me, it's pickleball. I like it. It's enjoyable. Like, what's pickleball? Like, imagine playing, imagine you're a giant and you're playing tennis. It's it's fun. It's easy. And it's great because the kids can do it. My wife can do it, which which is good. Uh, you know, so I wanted more activity. I wanted to eat better, uh, which is always a good thing. I mean, sometimes I eat better. Sometimes I don't eat better. But you know, but I wanted something fun because I need that competitiveness to to do it. So make it fun. Number four, allow for emergencies. All right. So if you deviate at all from your news resolutions, your instinct may be declared to yourself a failure. Throw the towel in. Research to say don't do that. Right. Researchers call this the what the hell effect. So you plan to go to bed early every night, but you couldn't resist staying up late one Friday night to watch an extra episode of something. This is one of the things they're talking about here. Uh, after that, you're you know, you're like, screw it. I screwed up. Don't do that. You're going to mess up. Right. There's going to be times I, uh, I eat like crap and I realize that. Uh, but there's also going to be times when I eat really good. There's going to be times when I wanted to to, you know, life gets in the way. Yeah. You, you, you maybe go out and you're like, ah, I didn't plan to, you know, uh, I didn't eat anything all day. And then I overindulge, whatever it is. Understand you're going to allow for an oops uh, emergency situation. And then number five, they say, is get help from your friends. Make sure people kind of know what you're doing, your goals, that kind of stuff. Some accountability, but also people to give you attaboys. It's, it's, it's not a hard thing. And to me, like I said, I tell the kids, set goals, right? Right? Because if you tell me I want to do this in life and then you don't have a plan, that's a wish, right? Set the goals up, hit those goals, and do them in small strides. And that's kind of, uh, I think it's good for anything, New Year's resolutions, whatever. And remember, you're going to screw up. You're going to mess up. It's going to happen. You just got to go, yeah, it's life. I'm going to learn to live with it. Because some of the things, I, and I'll tell you guys right now, you guys want to get more sleep. In the last couple of years, and I don't need a lot of rest, but it's good rest is what I need. And and one of the things for you guys who you don't know, I get up in between 2 and 2.30 every day. Some days it's, I'll just wake up at 1.15 or 1.30 and I say, I'm, it's just not worth it. I'll go to work. And there's days where, you know, I, I was telling my wife, uh, we live an hour away from where I work. Uh, the reality is, is I leave my house usually about three in the morning, you know, and I get home at seven o'clock every night. 
I told her today, I spent 20 days, 20 days time-wise in a car, just going to and from work. I need more rest. And that was one of the big things that I said to myself this year. I'm going to take more time to make sure I get rest, sleep. And I told the guys around here during the day, look, here's the deal, because I do a local show. I'm going to give you my stuff that I want to talk about in the afternoon. Because my partner and I, my on-air partner, not life partner, but it's not a big deal. He and I, we really don't talk before the show. So show prepping, he does his thing, I do my thing. These are the things I want. I don't need four hours of this. And and there's a big break. And I said, and I'm going to take more rest. I need more rest. It's good for my body. And, and a lot of times, too, when I've noticed my weight's fluctuated, it's like when I'm on vacation, when everybody else is like, oh, the holidays are here. I took, you know, two weeks off. I ate like me. I dropped a bunch of weight. Why? Because my body's not craving food because I'm not awake for 20 hours a day working. So that's one of the big things for me this year. Find somebody to help you hold yourself accountable, but also cheer you up. Little things. We're trying to help you. That's what we do. That's what we do. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. you miss any of the show, make sure you grab the podcast. Simple and easy. Wherever podcasts are available, grab yourself the podcast uh, and 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 start telling people, hey, you know, why, why are you only carrying Chad for two hours? Why not uh, three? You know? Let's get this thing going here. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Another day, another fighting over who's going to be the Speaker of the House. How does that go? What's that look like? Uh, You know what? It's interesting, and I'm going to give you guys a different little twist on this than maybe most people will. First of all, it's chaos at the Capitol. Mm. Uh, No, because there's always chaos at the Capitol. Here's the thing. Since you and I can remember, Speaker... Went in, voted, quick, easy out. We knew it was. They got on with things. But the speaker kind of ran everything, orchestrated the whole nine yards. Was what the speaker's supposed to do. That being said, over the last umpteen years, it has not been anything more than, hey, we're going to tell you what to vote, how to vote, and how to go from point A to point B, and you're not going to give us any lip. So in one case, I enjoy this. The give, the take, the back, the forth. I got no problem with that. We want to be able to take you out of the speakership if we find that that you are taking us in a direction that we don't see as something that's positive for the party and for the country. We want to make it easier to remove you. My other issue, though, is, and, and this is one that needs people need to understand, is sometimes in life, it's the messenger that is the problem. And if you've got a unified message, because at the end of the day, Kevin McCarthy isn't super popular, right? He is a career politician in many ways that you would define as somebody as, you know, he's from Bakersfield. You know, he's got the look. He, this is a job. This guy is wanted from jump. This is his dream. 
right? He wants this gig, and he'll say and do anything to get it. He will. He'll say and do anything he possibly can to get it. He'll make any deal he needs to get. He wants that damn gavel. Gavel? Gavel. What I say? Gavel? Well, whatever. That being said, he's a bit of a mess at times, right? He is a uh, he's an ass kisser of the the highest order. There ain't no doubt about that. This is about McCarthy, who, by the way, has hardly been a paragon of principle throughout his political career. I mean, this is a guy that has, uh, to, 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 to paraphrase Matt Gates, uh, has sold portions of his soul for more than a decade to try to get this, this exact job. He's the guy that showed up at Mar-a-Lago a few weeks after the election because he recognized how, how strong the Trump wing of the party was. So for all of that to not be enough tells you a lot about how difficult it's going to be to govern with anyone as the speaker of this Republican majority. Yeah. And that's true. And you know what? By the way, being the speaker should be the hardest job in all of politics because you should be a coalition builder, right? You got to build coalitions. You got to bring people together. You got to do all that stuff. Man, what do you do? I got to bring everybody together. These people don't like that people. Those people over there, they don't like these people. This group over here, because at the end of the day, and this is the way you got to think about it, it's a high school cafeteria. And you walk in there, you ever watch any of those teenage movies where they walk in? You're like, all right, there's the cliques over there. You got the goths, right? You got the rich kids. You got the uh, the athletes, right? You got the too cool for school. You got just some regular kids over here. Or take it a step further. It's, it's the penitentiary and it's yard time, right? You got this gang over here and you got that gang over there and you got this gang over here and you got that gang over there. But the difference is we all got to work together. So we got to figure this thing out. You have to be a master at coalition building. You have to be all of those things. He's a master at being in positions where he can kiss the right ass at times and get the things that he needs, which is kind of coalition building at this point in time in politics. So the debate itself is healthy. When I see CNN this morning, it's chaos at the Capitol. No, it's not. It's not chaos. This is what we were designed to do. We shouldn't have a rubber stamping of whatever this person wants. There should be, hey, guys, our agenda should be this. This is where we're going. These are the things that we need to do. I've always said this. If I was the president of the United States, which we should all hope I am not, uh, I would have people on the Democratic side absolutely in my cabinet. Why? Because I want to know. Being the president of the United States means being the president for everybody. And to understand that there's got to be give and take in this country to get things done. I'm not interested in making this person happy over here. That happened. I make I'm interested in moving the ball forward, moving the conversations in the direction where we get stuff done. Period. Case closed. It ain't going to be perfect. You got to be a coalition builder. You got to be the guy in the cafeteria that could go and go, hey, you know what? I need to go talk to the jocks over there. I can do that. I need to talk to the rich kids over here. I need to talk to the uber popular, right? The mean girls. Oh, I, whatever. I need to be. That's what you need to be. The difference is he's far more Eddie Haskell than the cool guy that can maneuver between all of that. And there's an issue there. Do I think he's got a shot? Like anything? Yeah. I think he could be named speaker today and, and kicked out tomorrow. And then I think he could be really effective. The other side of this is the messengers are, quite frankly, at times, 
the wrong people to be sending the message. You've got the Andy Biggs and the Matt Gates and, and some of these people who are seen as, uh, and in many cases, uh, they're buffoons. And they scream and say the most outrageous things. And Paul Gosar, did you see the surreal moment yesterday of Paul Gosar and AOC on the floor, sitting side by side, having a deep, intense conversation? This is the guy who tweeted out about, you know, uh, not so much killing her, but it was like a, it was a, an anime thing about her head being chopped off and stuff. And it was it was it, it was a likeness, a cartoon. It was awful. It was not a it was not a smart thing that you don't want your politicians doing these kind of stuff. And that's what politics is. It goes back to the things we talked about all the time, which is this ridiculousness of of now it's more important on how you look. Your sound bites and the actual the agenda that gets done because and and one of the things that that I've said though is the messenger at times needs to be able to be the person who sends the message and the, that people will listen to and not roll their eyes and why that's important it's like whenever we talk about who's on the human rights committee where on the UN and it's like China. And, you know, they start going through all the, and you're like, these people are the worst. They shouldn't have been. That's the kind of thing when it comes to the messaging where you've got to sit back and say, it's the messenger at times, right? You don't send somebody dressed in a clown outfit. Remember that in Portland? Remember that in Oregon when the COVID was first going on and it was the Halloween time and that, that lady who was the head of their thing was wearing a clown outfit and delivered the message? That's not something you want you got to have the right messenger and the message as well. It can't be, I just don't like this guy. It can't be, he is part of the swamp. Let me tell you why. And then you just say, because you give one thing that sounds more like something you'd say, because it's not a reason. Oh, it's not a reason, is it? No. He's not going anywhere, by the way. He said that yesterday. But I just find it funny. Because I see this chaos. Yeah, it should be a little chaos. There's nothing wrong with chaos once in a great while. There's nothing wrong with shaking things up once in a great while. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. The issue, again, is let's have a debate. Let's be honest about it. Let's have a coalition. Let's be stronger about it. And if you're going to build something and say, look, the reason we don't want you is A, B, and C, not just because... And you give a half flippant answer like, I gave a speech at the turning point, like Matt Getz said yesterday. That's why I don't like him. That's not it. I wasn't there. 99.9% of the people in the country didn't see it. Tell us why you don't want him as speaker. Kevin uh, McCarthy. This is a healthy debate. It might not happen on the day we want it, but it's going to happen. We'll see. We'll see. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet. We'll touch a little bit more on this. Update on... uh, a guy that is just getting love from the whole world. And uh, Tamar Hamlin is uh, still alive, finding out more and more about what took place on the field that day. And it is very interesting. Apparently they had to resuscitate him twice on the field. Twice. This is his uncle about uh, the situation. And where he's at right now at this moment. It's heartbreaking time. seeing him like that, right? I mean, 
you know, just uh, we were in Pittsburgh watching it on TV and his little brother was there with us. And um, when he seen his brother drop like that and when I tell you I never seen him crash, scream like that, like we were trying to calm him down. Like, yo, it's okay. You know, he'll go and get back up. He'll be back in the game. You know, we'll do the woo. Next thing you know, it's 10 minutes later. They're doing chest compressions. It's a half hour later. They still not playing yet. I'm like, yo, what's going on? What's wrong with my nephew? And then like, when I say like, now we were all in the room crying, man, we were all in tears, man. And Yeah. Now, let me tell you something. I think a lot of people were expecting because the hit was nothing spectacular. Again, I, I, I and, and how do I know that? Because they showed it a thousand different times. It was nothing out of the ordinary. First, we just thought it was just a normal hit. And we thought he'd pop back up or maybe take a couple plays off and get back. Yeah. So they had to reset him twice on the field. And that is terrifying right there. Uh, Apparently, he was... On 50% oxygen yesterday, which means there's some functions going on. That is good. And the more you find out about this guy, the more you pull for a guy like this. This is what's interesting. He could have gone pretty much anywhere, but he went to Pitt. He stayed home to go to the University of Pittsburgh. And the reason is he has a young little brother. Little brother. Like two, three, four years old. He wanted his little brother to have a male role model in his life. He wanted his little brother to have somebody as a male to look up to. And by all accounts, this dude is just a good guy. And there's a lot of good guys in sports. There's a lot of good, but this is one of those guys where you don't hear about him, you know, uh, the way that you maybe hear about a lot of other guys because he doesn't seek it. He is literally in the community doing things and not seeking the limelight. And now the limelight's thrust upon him, you know, and I'm going to give you my take a little bit later on, on, you know, if he comes out of this and wakes up tomorrow and feels okay, what that looks like in two weeks, six weeks, six months, three, two, three, five, three, eight, 24, 23 at Chad Benson show is your Twitter tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. My pillow has Giza dream sheets, Mediterranean grown cotton, specific area in the Mediterranean. This, this cotton's grown. They put it all together, and then my pillow goes to work and does its thing. Produces the best sheets around. Less than 30 bucks, tons of colors and styles to choose from. Breathable, cool, comfortable. You will love these. 6 day money back guarantee. And right now, your opportunity to get these for under $30 right this second. Top of that, they got great discounts on all the my pillow products. My pillow, the mattress topper, you name it, they've got it. Right now, go to mypillow.com. Use code Benson, and when you do, take advantage of the Giza Dream Sheets, $29.98, right this second. Use code Benson, MyPillow.com. Use code Benson, MyPillow.com, code Benson. It's the Chad Benson Show. You're listening to the Chad Benson Show. 
If you drove a long distance over the holidays, you probably saw how busy it was, all those cars on the road showing demand to travel over Christmas and New Year's. That quick spike in demand for gas analysts say caused prices to rise in the past week. The Energy Department reporting the average price of regular unleaded went up 13 cents in the past week to 3.22 a gallon. Every region of the country saw prices go up. Analysts say as demand goes down, now the kids are going back to school and adults to work, prices should begin to come back down a bit. Yeah, that's good news because I did notice. So we got down here, the Valley of the Dirt People, as I like to call it. Uh, like at one point, it was like two sixty. In a couple of the places, it was two forty one at one a.m. p.m. by my house, and uh, all of a sudden, it's back over three bucks. I was like, "What the hell happened?" I mean, then I'm like, "Okay, travel. I get it. Seems like a giant jump, though." Right? Seems like a big old whoopity hoopity hoo giant jump. Uh, KJB, she's going to, you know, Kareen uh, Jean Pierre will explain it all. I wonder if Putin did something else. So we've seen a slight increase, yes, over the past week due to cold weather uh, that shut down some refineries. But those refineries are coming back online, as some of you have reported. And President will continue to do everything he can to keep lowering costs uh, for American families. That is a a priority that you hear from him anytime he talks about the economy and and how he wants to continue to to lower costs for America. Yeah, and another thing, and I mean this. I mean this wholeheartedly. Fusion, baby. Get more fusion. We need it. I want a fusion car. I want a fusion car. Hell, I'll take a nuclear car. I'm fine with any of it. We're here to do stuff. Scott Perry talking about the speaker yesterday, and he points it out perfectly because what's it always about? Eggs. American people don't care who the speaker is. The American people care that they're paying $5 for a dozen eggs. Yeah, they do. They do. People are like, I think I'm going to get chicken. Don't get chickens. I had chickens for a while because it was easy for me uh, because of the eggs. No, not the eggs, because it was easy for me to produce the chickens to give to my big lizards. <laughs> it was like, because it got expensive. I used to tell people, people ask me all the time, because if, you, if you're new to the show, I got lots of, of, of exotic animals, lizards, big, giant lizards, not little itty bitty lizards. Snakes are easier than lizards. Lizards are cooler to look at. Uh, but it's expensive to feed them. I don't think people realize. I feel it in, it it is crazy expensive to feed these things. So for a while we had chickens. I'm like, I'm not doing chickens anymore. But it shouldn't be five bucks for eggs. It shouldn't be. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Do they really only care about eggs? I don't think they really only care about eggs. I think people care about a lot of things. Gas prices being one of them. Where we headed in 2023 is is another thing. We're going to talk about that as we head into it. Are we headed into, quote unquote, stagflation? Are we headed into a recession? Have we been in a recession? Here's the thing. I don't think anybody really knows. I don't think anybody does. I could read 10 different articles from 10 different economists, all of them great at what they do. When it comes to looking back to tell you what went wrong, what right. But looking forward, the reality is they're guessing like the rest of us. They are. Some places, as I said, I think are going to do okay. Some parts of the economy will be strong. There's some other parts I think might take hits. We'll talk about the economy. Plus, it is Wednesday. As you guys know, we get woke. That has not changed, kids. That has not changed one bit, nor will it change. We like to get you woken to the world outside and what to be aware of. 323-538-2423. Happy, happy Wednesday. It's the Chad Benson Show.
Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. Trying to predict the economy. It's uh, it's what everybody does, right? You know, where are you going? How are you going to get there? Is it going to be a good time? Is it going to be a bumpy ride? We're always talking about, uh, you know, this, this flight could be bumpy. Is it going to be Southwest bumpy where I never get on an airplane? Or is it going to be we're going to have a rough patch here for the next 10 minutes, uh, but then we should be through that, that stuff and it should be a, a, a fairly smooth flight from there, right? Is it going to be a bumpy ride? Like, hey, guess what? Your luggage is in, you know, Cedar Rapids and the only flight we can get you on is to Tacoma. And you're like, but I don't live in Tacoma or Cedar Rapids. I'm trying to go to San Diego. So... If you ask a thousand people, you're going to get a thousand different answers. That's the economy. Forecasters are great at telling you certain things that you think, hey, because they're looking back on on what took place yesterday and 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 last year and ten years ago, and they're trying to go. The patterns here look like this. Could it end up being that? Eh, nobody really knows. Are we going in a direction where we're going to struggle with stagflation, inflation? Are we in a full-blown recession? Have we been in a recession and we've come out on the other side? I almost want to say there won't be a recession because they're never right. They're as bad as the Fed. It's not a great outlook. I mean, number one, economic policies have been spending, you know, the latest was $1.7 trillion. That feeds into demand. Um, they raise taxes. The Trump tax cuts, the corporate tax cuts do that were so successful in boosting growth and wages and jobs and family incomes. Those tax cuts are expiring, so that damages supply on the investment side of the economy. Larry Kudlow there, Uh, and he's right. Like, everybody's bad at it. I I think we already had a downturn. I think 2023, inflation's going to stay steady. We might get it down to 5%, but do we see 2%, which is where the Fed would like to have it? Mm. Are we going to still have issues with supply and demand? It's a possibility. Obviously, what's going on in China, which is not being talked about. We touched on it a little bit earlier. COVID running rampant. You know, the shutdowns, the lockdown. I mean, it, it's just, we're going to have some, some issues. Uh, that's kind of where we are. But then you've got the worker shortage, and you've got a lot of different things that play into this. And we were talking about earlier, it's such about the worker shortage. Think about people just don't, you know, Wall Street Journal had a great article about don't expect your coworker to do any more than they're doing. Right? They don't care. They're not bothered by an attaboy. They're not, you know, they're 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 doing exactly what they need to do. That's it. No more. You know, it's now, you know, life's in many people's eyes has changed, right? They want to be healthier, happier. Fantastic. So do I. Uh, work is no longer a priority. They don't want to get ahead. They don't care to get ahead. They care about just doing enough to get by. And that's for some people okay. So that's a hell, that, that's a hell of a thing in a time when bosses now are saying, you got to get people back to work. You got to become in the office. You got to do something. But I, I got to tread light, uh, you know, lightly here because I also need them to continue to work, even if they don't come back in. 
I don't want to scare them off. It's weird. It's a weird time right now. At a really cool pizza place out of the Valley of Dirt People that uh, opened up about a year ago, a year and a half ago, and they announced their closing. And I'm like, they're like, cost has gone up a little bit. Yeah, he goes, but we just, we can no longer facilitate any demand here because we can't get people to work. We just cannot get people to work. And I'm like, wow, that's absolutely insane. It's crazy. Uh, Larry Kudlow continues. Plus, Biden uh, policies have increased as a 15 percent minimum tax on companies now. All this will attack the supply side of the economy while the spending boosts the demand side. So that's a stagflation scenario at best. The Fed is going to have to stay tight. Their interest rates are going to creep higher and they're going to keep them high. I mean, look, the best news, I think, is the inflation rate is coming down. Yeah, and that's good. We want that. We want stagflation as the best, as a as opposed to what a full blown massive recession. Yeah, probably. It means we're not really we're we're mired, you know, we're mired in kind of. Bleh. Okay, I'll take that over a massive recession any day. And like I and I've been telling you, parts of the economy will continue to do well. Other parts are going to take a hit. In a major way, I think mid-level management, things like that, that white collar stuff, I think they're going to take a hit. The restaurant side, the the certain sides like that, I think are going to stay strong. The construction side is slowing down. That being said, parts of the country are still doing okay because there's a lot of people moving to places and there's just not enough homes that are built. I mean, here in Arizona in 2008, when everything collapsed, uh, I wasn't here, I was in California. You're in California. The market collapses for homes. Your house goes from 1 million to 800,000. And then in three months, it's back to near a million. In Arizona, they went from 300,000 down to 40,000, 50, 60,000. My, uh, my uncle-in-law, uh, he bought his house, I think for 60, 70 grand. Not Many years ago, five, six, seven years ago, nothing huge, not like a decade ago. He could sell it for about four now. And maybe the price has come down a little bit, but that's not that collapse that there was. That's how bad the collapse was here. And part of the reason is, even though the market itself has slowed down tremendously, and remember, as housing booms, that's how the economy really booms. Why is that? Because people want to put new crap inside their house. So they go out and they spend. But if you don't have the supplies, that's a struggle right there. This economy in 2023 is going to be all over the place. Some areas good, some areas bad. But I don't think we're going to have a full-blown, fall-off-the-cliff recession. I think it's going to be a lot of what we feel. I think there's going to be a slowdown. We might have a pullback. But I don't think it's going to be so nasty like we saw back in 2008-2009. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. We do it every Wednesday. We like to tell everybody, sit back, relax, and, uh, well, you know, get a little woke. 
Buckle up, everybody. It's time to talk about my pronouns. When babies are born, the doctor looks at them and they make a guess about whether the baby All is a boy or a girl. Miami but sometimes the doctor is wrong. She, it. it. Lucy is a girl. Are you she, they pronouns? They, them, they, who are they? There was two of them? Fun thing about me is yesterday I came out of trans to my whole family. So let's go. Rock Frog's pronouns. That sounds so cool. Let me introduce you to our non-binary alpaca. I am non-binary and I use they, them pronouns and my students know this. We just came up with new words that fit us better. It's fine. What if I want to be called Sir Elton John? It's time for Woke Wednesday. By the way, Sir Elton John still taken. Check it every single week. Not going anywhere. Let's get woke. This is the one, you know, we were going into a lot of different wokeness and wackiness. This one, though is, uh, first of all, if you don't know what the pronoun situation is, it's, uh, you better learn it. Because as we've talked about, a younger generation now, who, according to a new report, so, you know, when you're younger, what was it? Oh, you're, you're, you're liberal as, as a younger person, right? If you don't have, uh, uh, you know, if you're not liberal when you're in your, you know, your early 20s, uh, you, you, don't, you don't have a heart. And if you're not conservative in your 30s and 40s, you don't have a brain. That's not, that's not changing now in, in, for the, the liberal side of it. Now, it's, they're staying more liberal. They're staying more uh, woke. And they're coming into the world. And I always tell my, my local show, my on-air partner, he thinks it's stupid and that we should pay attention and nobody cares about this stuff. And I'm like, dude, you have no idea that these younger groups of, of, of college-educated, indoctrinated kids are in no longer a position of going to school and working part-time. They're now fully entrenched everywhere and that every time you tell me this is stupid chad nobody cares about this stuff and then you tell me that you spent 12 hours over the last two weeks doing you know uh training about something i just laugh i'm like dude that's what this is all about pronouns you must respect we all know that whatever my name is sarah my pronouns are she her they and them what are your pronouns do you see how easy that is, people? All you have to do is ask somebody what their pronouns are, and then, I don't know, just respect it. It is really not that hard of a concept. And for all those people out there making it like a big, huge deal, it's called respect, right? Respect. Let's be friends. No, I'm sorry, Sarah. I don't want to be your friend. And the reason is simple. Uh... Let's just say that we're friends and somebody mispronouns you. Not to your face, because who would walk up to you and go, she, her, they, them? Because that's stupid, right? Your name is Sarah. I would call you Sarah. It's a funny thing about pronouns is it always gets back to somebody because you have another pronoun snitch that'll come and say, hey, you know what? Uh, they referred to you as, uh, 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 you know, whatever, the wrong pronoun. Yeah, but you weren't there to hear it. Nobody. I, I have never been called a pronoun in my life to my face. Like nobody walks up to go, Hey Chad, he, him, they, them are, are, are guile. I don't, I'm making stuff up now. I never, ever. This, uh, they call me Chad. That's it. So what happens is you'll be over there and somebody will, they, they'll, they'll identify, identify as Zizer, which is something not Zizor, which is a, it was his medicine. Zizer. And you're like, ah, uh, he's over there, whatever, you know, somebody asks, you. and then that person will go snitch on you. So you got to be careful. Pagans, do you have pronouns? 
Paganism is not one religion, and pagans have many varied beliefs. I'm something of a pagan myself, and I can personally assure you that fey pronouns are not offensive to me. And if they're offensive to you, it doesn't really matter to me because they remain my pronouns. And now for the part of the program where I issue correction. I, I don't know why you chose fey, fey self pronouns. I get the distinct feeling that you've never Googled this to confirm it, which is something that I highly, highly advise you do before you repeat stuff in the future. Have a great day. Yeah. It's, it's insane. And this is the year, and I've been saying it, that we as a nation, I think, are going to start to move back to the center, further to the right when it comes to the insanity of stuff like this. And more and more, it's being pushed out there. More and more, the left is, is, is trying to manipulate and take away the pronoun side of things, right? We're at a point now where everything in the left's language world is being fought in a way where they want to control a narrative in such a way by using the language and how important that is to use the language to change crap up. You know, it used to be illegal immigration. Now it's migration, right? It used to be a person who, that guy was a, you know, he was a, he was a criminal. Now it's a person who's formally detained. I mean, they, they come up with this wacky crap because they want to soften stuff and change it. And, 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 and look, some of it is like, you know, that guy used to be a trash guy. He's not anymore. Now he's a, a garbage. Now he's a waste disposal engineer. We, we come up with baloney stuff. Sometimes it's funny. But the reality is it's, it's control. And if I can bend your will enough to change a bit of your language, what else can I do to make you do what I want? And that's what we have to watch for. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. And I'm not saying be mean. Don't do that. That's asinine. I tell my kids that all the time. Have respect for people, but remind them to respect your beliefs as well, which is something that many people on the left forget about. I have this belief. You better do it or else. Well, I believe something different, and I'm not telling you to believe anything else, and I'm not putting or else in there. But you want me to respect you? I'm going to ask for the same respect. That's all. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Twitter. Tweet. Text the program. Wrap it up straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. Jeremy Renner was trying to help out a family member, says Washoe County Sheriff Darren Balaam. Mr. Renner's personal vehicle, which was being driven by a family member, had become snuck in the snow near his home. So Renner jumped into his 14,000-pound piston bully snowcat Sunday morning to come to the rescue, pulled out the car. And when Renner got out to talk to the family member, the snowcat started rolling away. Renner attempted to get back in to stop it. It's at this point that Mr. Renner is run over by the piston bully. After days in the hospital in critical but stable condition, Renner posted a pic of himself Tuesday, his face scratched and bruised, but he managed a half smile. Yeah, he suffered a, a blow uh, as well, right, in intensive care, but it also happened, the news broke when you had the football player, uh, you know, uh, who 
was on the field and fighting for his life, and the whole world was watching. And it was like, dude, you, your thunder was stolen, right? Damar Hamlin, everybody's sending their prayers. Nobody cared about poor Jeremy. Like Jeremy's like, Jeremy. sorry, Jeremy. Sorry, we didn't see it happen to you. If we would have seen you run over, it'd be like, I'm concerned for Jeremy. We didn't see it happen. And it didn't happen on Monday night. He's going to be fine, by the way. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Will there or won't there be a Speaker of the House? We can talk about it at Auseum. The reality is eventually there will be a Speaker of the House. Uh, right now, you've, you've got what I'd like to consider... A healthy debate at times, at other times, ridiculousness that's going on. But at some point, it will happen. It's been a hundred years since we've had uh, more than a vote for the speaker. And by the way, until they get a speaker, the newly elected Congress people can't be set. You know, they they can't be seated, if you will. So this will be very interesting to see what takes place today. Uh, but eventually, it will happen. How much has to give is going to be a big thing. Started out yesterday, I think, with eight or nine. Now it's up to twenty. Uh, some people who voted, who were who were you know nominated, were voting for McCarthy. So, you know, if you're going to have a plan and the plan is I want to get rid of said guy, have a backup plan to said guy with somebody who really, really is interested and that can build a coalition. Just throwing it out there. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. So let's leave you today with something fun or infuriating, depending on how you look at things. The richest pets on the planet. Number three, Olivia Benson. Who's that? She appears in a lot of different things, but she is the companion of Taylor Swift. How is that? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, Olivia Benson's net worth is $97 million. Nayla, the cat, highest earning influencer, premium cat food owner. Nayla, the cat, has a net worth of $100 million. Oh, but the richest animal on the planet is, it's a German Shepherd, Gunther the sixth, owned by Gunther Corporation, who also manages the dog estates and fortune through real estate investments. Well, guess what? Those things have rocketed. Gunther's grandfather inherited the fortune from a mere eight, 80 million. That's it. That's all Gunther had back in 92. Now Gunther's, as these dogs continue to go on, and I guess the owner of the dog gets to continue to run the dog's life and the real estate. Uh, has grown that from $80 million to $500 million. Sold a mansion recently for $29 million. Uh, formerly owned by Madonna. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show your Twitter. Tweet, text. Have a great day. We got you over the hump. We'll do it again tomorrow. Night, night, check. This is the Chad Benson Show.